0: Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each week, we explore the benefits of conscious business beyond social and environmental, and talk about how your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and in your relationships. So get out of your head into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I wanna talk about the voices inside your head, specifically the negative ones. As entrepreneurs, we're consistently pushed out of our comfort zone to do new things. Maybe this is your first business or your first website. Maybe it's the first time you've had to hire a team. All these challenges can bring up a lot of self-doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of negativity. Thoughts like, did I make the right decision? Am I experienced enough to be doing this? What if I fail? What will people think of me? And these negative thoughts can seem to cycle over and over and over again. But the good news is these negative thoughts are not your reality. They come from a part of yourself we like to call the saboteur. And your saboteur sends you negative messages and thoughts that hold you back from getting things done. So becoming conscious of your saboteur is a huge step forward towards developing a healthy mindset as an entrepreneur. So here's what we're going to learn about today. First segment, I'm going to explain what the saboteur is. Second segment, we're going to explore what your saboteur is and find out what it wants for you. In our third segment, we're going to see how the saboteur impacts the entrepreneur's mindset. And then I'm going to give you five tips that you can use the next time your saboteur rears its ugly head. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share a little inspiration from one of my favorite books. But first, I want to start with a story. For this story, I want to take you way back to my previous life working in corporate. So I had this colleague, let's call him John. Now, John was an incredibly intelligent guy. Much smarter than most, he was also very witty and really quick on his feet. Our clients loved him because he was always able to bring really sophisticated solutions to their problems. But sadly, a lot of colleagues found John to be kind of difficult to work with. He was pretty erratic and really easily frustrated, but he kind of always got away with this because our clients loved him so much. Have you ever heard that quote from Reed Hastings, Don't tolerate brilliant jerks. The cost to teamwork is too high. Well, I'd have to say that quote pretty much sums up my friend John. (laughs) So one day, I had to send John an email about some changes to a project we were working on. Now, it wasn't great news, and I knew he was going to be pretty upset. So I wasn't looking forward to sending out this email, but I finally did right before lunch, and then I headed off to the kitchen to make some tea. Now, almost immediately, John stormed into the kitchen and he was furious. His face was going red and you could practically see the smoke coming out of his ears. But he wasn't actually mad about the content of the email I had sent. Oh no. He was mad because when I listed all the email addresses in the distribution, his had been the last, even though he was the most senior person on the email. Yes. He was angry because of the order of the email addresses appearing on the email. (sighs) Now, I love to tell this story because it reflects how powerful and ridiculous our ego is in the workplace. I've observed it in others, and sadly, I've experienced it in myself. Did you know that on average, only about three hours of work gets done each day in the typical workplace? And I believe that toxic behavior eats up a good portion of the rest of our time. When we focus our energy on worrying about what other people think of us, in upholding our own importance and making sure other people are treating us with the respect we deserve, we waste time, we waste energy. And all this toxic behavior is driven by, guess who? Our saboteur. Now let's take a minute to really understand your saboteur. You may already be aware of it, or you might know it by another name, like your monkey mind, your mind clutter, your negative self-talk, your gremlin, mini-me, inner critic, your itty-bitty shitty committee. Your saboteur represents all the judgmental and negative thoughts inside your head that criticize and boss you around. And they are so powerful, they have the ability to sabotage your success. Your saboteur says things like, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. You're not an expert. You don't deserve this. Other people are way smarter than you are. A saboteur likes to bully, nag, judge, and criticize. Basically all of those qualities that we don't look for in a friend. Now your saboteur can cause fear and self-doubt that block you from taking action. And it also likes to worry about potential things that could go wrong. Your saboteur likes to criticize who you are and what you've accomplished as inferior, and it prevents you from celebrating your success. And as far as credentials go, your saboteur holds a PhD in comparing. It loves to compare you to others and judge your progress with others to point out the things that you haven't done. Now, not only is your saboteur really negative, but it's also very sneaky. Let's face it, it's been causing you self-doubt since an early age but it operates in stealth mode. The negative thoughts can actually appear as if they're your own, so it can be hard to really distinguish them. So how do you know if it's actually your saboteur speaking? Well, basically any time where you have self-doubt about your capability or your worthiness, or if you're feeling paralyzed to take action, your saboteur is likely in the driver's seat. Maybe you've hit a new milestone, but instead of being proud, you instantly start to think of how you could have done better or how it could have been bigger. Think of your saboteur as someone who is impossible to please. Now that you know what your saboteur is, the next step is to lean in and get familiar with the voice. Find out what it is that it wants from you. Then you can start to recognize a pattern and when it shows up and be prepared for it. And because it likes to stay under the radar, your saboteur might adopt slightly different characters for different scenarios. Here's some of the popular ones that I see. The fraud saboteur, who makes you worry about what other people are thinking. They think that you're not smart enough or you might be found out. You're not qualified or confident enough. Then there's the image consultant saboteur, who likes you to waste lots of time worrying about what other people are thinking of you. How do you measure up? What about the perfectionist saboteur, which is a close neighbor to the overachiever saboteur and the all or nothing saboteur. They make you think you have to be perfect all the time, even if it's the first time doing something new. So there's no 10,000 hours to mastery here. If you can't guarantee perfection, don't even bother trying. Now, this one is particularly near and dear to my heart and accompanied me for most of my corporate career. It was even so kind to give me a mantra to use to socialize these high standards that we had. My favorite saying used to be, it's either perfect or it's not done yet. Now, as embarrassing as that is to admit, I have to be honest and say that I lived with that perspective for years. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's healthy to have high standards, but when they're too high and they cause the paralysis of perfection, then you know that there's a saboteur at work. Now, what about you? Do you recognize any of these saboteurs? The perfectionist? Maybe the image consultant? Or is there another one that you can name? Once you're really clear with these voices and messages of your saboteur, the next move is to start looking at their motives and their tactics. Now, the goal of your saboteur is to keep you inside your comfort zone at all times. It wants you to play small and it wants to restrict your learning. See, because the more that you grow and the more confident you become, the harder you are to control. So your saboteur will show up often when you're about to do something new, or maybe you're about on the edge of growing. It can also show up right after you've accomplished something major and criticize how you could have been better. And the more and more aware you are of your saboteur and its negative messages, it can be quite a roller coaster. Because as you start to become more conscious of it, it will really turn up the dial and be louder and more aggressive. So this is why we always recognize a close correlation between breakdowns and breakthrough. They go hand in hand really. But don't worry, it's completely normal to feel overwhelmed as you start to do this work. Now I'd like to explore how the saboteur impacts the entrepreneur's mindset. Now we all have a plan of what needs to get done for our business, right? It contains specific goals with measurable deadlines and outcomes. This is your conscious blueprint for business. But what about your subconscious blueprint, your mindset? Now you might not put a lot of effort into managing your mindset, but you're gonna wanna start soon, because here's the deal. Your mindset is so powerful, it has the ability to override your conscious blueprint and either accelerate, or prevent your success. And as we've just learned, your saboteur is pretty powerful and it plays a big role in your mindset. It has the potential to totally run the show. Now being conscious of your mindset is one of the most critical mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make. You see, we often wanna blame surface level reasons for a business failing, but quite often below those actions or the lack of action is underlying beliefs of our subconscious blueprint. I like to use the example of procrastination, which sometimes gets a bit of a bad rap. You know, we like to label people who procrastinate as lazy, but as a coach, I know better. I've seen that underneath procrastination lies powerful beliefs, such as fear, the fear of failure, fear of judgment or ridicule, even the fear of success. Now, another way that your saboteur can prevent you from success is that it motivates you to create businesses for the wrong reasons, like wanting to prove something to someone or to feed our ego. Cause we don't want to have to report to someone else anymore or wanting to be rich and famous. Now these reasons distract us from building a business for the purpose of helping and serving. And this reminds us of how important it is to stay connected to our purpose. So let's walk through a little model to see how the saboteur operates. I want you to imagine a horizontal line with the two outer points or edges labeled A and B. Now everything in between A and B represents your comfort zone or what I like to call your range. These are things that you've done in the past or things that you know you could do easily, comfortably, with minimal effort. Now everything that lies outside of this range between A and B represents something new, something outside your comfort zone, maybe something a little bit scary. And this is where your saboteur does not want you to go. So every time it sees you heading towards one of those outer edges, it busts out a negative thought to stop you in your tracks and convince you to stay inside your comfort zone. It uses these negative thoughts as tools to instill fear in you. Now, here's a scary thing. If you continue to hear these negative thoughts over and over again, consistently, then they start to become your beliefs. And you start to believe that they're true and eventually you don't even bother heading out towards the edge anymore because you don't even think it's possible. And this is where it's dangerous as an entrepreneur because your business is going to consistently call you forth to go outside of your comfort zone and if you don't go out to those outer edges and break through them to grow, neither will your business. Now the good news is. Once you have a strong understanding of your saboteur, you'll recognize that when it starts to chirp the loudest is when you're getting close to those outer edges. And then you can recognize this as an opportunity to lean in and grow instead of being scared and getting stuck. Now this process is what I mean when I say your business calls you forth to grow. It calls you to step outside your comfort zone. And when you step out there enough, and you get comfortable, then you expand your range. You're expanding that horizontal distance between A and B. This is growth. This is success. Now, there are lots of different techniques that you can use to combat your saboteur. I've selected five of my favorites to share with you today. Tip number one, educating. Before today, you might not have known what a saboteur is, so I've given you a little overview today, but don't stop here, invest some time to really do some research on your own. I'm going to make a book recommendation in the next segment, but it's one of many and there's tons of materials, books, videos to read and find out more about your saboteur. Awareness and education is the biggest step towards understanding what you're up against, so tip number one, keep reading and educating yourself. Tip number two observing. Until you are aware of your saboteur, it operates behind the scenes as part of your operating system without you even knowing it. So I want you to start to be aware of these negative voices as something other than your own true higher self. You might want to try writing down the actual thoughts that come up. Yes, the actual critical thoughts. Bring them forth and make them conscious. This not only takes the charge out of them, but it also helps you to recognize just how ridiculous and how abusive they are. Tip number three, nickname it. Now once you've learned to observe the negative thoughts, then I want you to try giving your saboteur a nickname. Start paying attention to the type of voice. How fast or slow does it speak? Is it loud and booming or soft and hissing? What kind of language and tone does it use? Is it a young voice or an old voice? Once you start to pull out these details, you can really start to give it a character or a personality. For example, if you hear a really loud, booming voice that makes definitive statements, you might pay close attention to it and think, oh, it sounds like a judge. It's always telling you what you can do and what you can't do, and there's no room for negotiation. So you can name the saboteur the judge, Then every time you hear a definitive negative voice, you can joke to yourself, oh, you know, there's the judge again with his gavel. Now this works particularly well if you're good at engaging the right side of your brain. You can get a little creative here and really bring some levity and humor to the situation. And you can use any kind of character or any archetype that you want. I used to have one called Catherine, which was based on Sigourney Weaver's character from Working Girl. She was really bossy, she was a really bad dresser, had shoulder pads, and she had this my way or the highway attitude. She made it really hard for me to compromise. Now, as soon as I became aware of her, she's pretty much disappeared, which is great. So I'm much better at compromising now. I've had clients use names like the professor, the teacher, and even Ka, which is the animated snake from the Jungle Book. So go ahead and get creative. Tip number four, sharing. If you're in a safe environment with people that you like and trust, then name out loud what's going on. Now this is such an incredibly powerful and brave thing for you to do and one of the biggest things you can do to take power away from your saboteur. Now it works for two reasons. First, your saboteur holds power when it's in stealth mode, when you're not aware of it. So when you name it out loud, it starts to lose power. And you also get bonus points here for being brave and educating others about it, which will be empowering for you and for them. You're doing meta work here on our collective consciousness which is that communal belief system that we all hold as a society. When you share your experience with saboteurs out loud, you create connection with others and you give other people permission to do the same, either in the moment with you or at some point in the future. Now, the majority of time here, people will respond right away with an example of their own. And then you'll be glad that you stepped up and you were brave. Now this is an official challenge here in this episode. I want you to actually try telling someone in the moment that you've noticed that your saboteur is present and to share the negative message that it is trying to tell you. So try it. You might just like it. And tip number five, be strategic. So since your saboteur is an inner critic, why not develop an inner coach to combat it? Now this can be calling on the strength of someone that you admire as strong and courageous a real person or a character, or sometimes we call on the future version of ourself who can be called forth to give you advice or strength. When you hear a negative voice, shift your conscious thought to your inner coach for guidance or a little bit of wisdom, or to be completely in a place where you're running offense, you can call forth on that inner coach before you navigate into this new initiative. And this will bring your focus on something positive and make you stronger before your saboteur has a chance to show up. Now, one last gem here. These five tips that I gave really will help you increase your awareness of your saboteur and your mindset. But how can it help you with your relationships? Well, remember my story earlier about my friend, John, I'm pretty sure his actions were driven by his saboteur, possibly an image consultant saboteur who was assessing to see if others were treating him with the respect that he deserved. Now I know it's really tempting to judge his behavior as bad because we would never be that ego driven but when we do this we create a divide between us and others and this prevents us from the ultimate goal of all relationship which is to recognize that we're all connected and to learn how to hold compassion to facilitate conscious connection. So I'm going to throw out a great tweetable here so listen carefully. If you don't hold space for others to change, you don't give yourself permission to ever make a mistake. So remember that everyone on this planet has some aspect of themselves that they don't feel adequate about. And although we often like to try to deceive each other by looking all put together on the outside, the truth is you never know what kind of baggage people are carrying around on the inside. And the better you get about recognizing your saboteurs, you'll start to easily recognize them in others and be able to access your compassion. For inspiration today, I wanna share a favorite book that can really help you understand how powerful and sneaky your saboteur is. It's called Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. Now it's a great book with lots of practical tips and exercises that you can use right away and i also love it because it's pretty entertaining he uses a lot of great examples and he brings a lot of levity to such a serious and heavy topic here's a little excerpt from the book your gremlin can appear as your best friend and advisor or as your grossest most ill-intentioned enemy regardless of his appearance he must be observed left to carry out his own will he will make you miserable He might allow you occasional highs, but most often he will lead you into periods of intense anxiety, sadness, anger, and eventual emptiness. So go ahead and check out this book if you want to find out a little bit more about your saboteur or better understand it. It's called Taming Your Gremlin. And for good measure, I'm going to share one more corporate yogi tweetable. What other people think of you is none of your business. wrapping up here. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a better understanding now of your saboteur and some great tools to help manage it. I really hope that you'll join our online community. I like to think of us as a conscious business revolution, but you know, we don't protest or break stuff. If you've learned something today, then head over to thecorporateyogi.com. You'll find great show notes there in the podcast section. And if you're ready to do the deeper work to grow yourself and your business, then subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get access each week to worksheets that go along with each episode. You'll also get early access to webinars and retreats. Remember that your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. And your spirituality is your competitive edge as an entrepreneur. It allows you to access a powerful source that is bigger than you alone. I know that you are one of the brave ones. And together, we can pave this new way, this better way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now, it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.